0: I'm not the boss around here, but I'm pretty sure if you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean, and if you've got time to be mean, then you've got time to do your fucking job and judge these hoes so that I don't get sent home by some bitch.
1: We're back you wanted more, here's Snatch Season 4. This season, we'll be diving into RuPaul's Drag Race, UK vs. The World.
2: Which sees the fiercest British queens compete against some of the most cutthroat
1: performers from other global editions of the franchise. From maxi challenges, runways, and lip syncs, we will be analysing their every move. It's one of the most ambitious
2: crossover events in history, so get ready for the drag war to end all wars.
1: Sparta, drag.
2: On this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the World. The queen starred in a brand new musical, West End Wendy's, The Comeback, with each queen playing theatrical West End legends in a battle to return to the spotlight and earn the title of the ultimate comeback queen. Uma, there's quite a lot on our agenda this week. I really want to kick off, though, with the reveal that Jimbo picked Jujubee's lipstick. In the workroom, I feel like they were really dramatic over that. They were acting like it was the biggest shock in the world. Mm. And I feel like she was... I mean, I wouldn't have liked Juju B to go home, but then I wouldn't have liked Joe. I don't think Juju B should have been in that bottom. That's what I'll say again. But she had every right to pick Juju B.
1: I know. I mean, those queens were acting like a massacre had happened in that workroom, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. I think, I mean, Jimbo's valid to pick Juju because I think we all are saying it. Juju's not arrived. No. And I think Jimbo's mindset was if I'm in the competition, I want to beat the best. What did you think of Jimbo kind of taking
2: back then her decision? She, Do you think that she kind of crumbled under pressure and she was like, oh my God, I
1: agree with you guys. I'm so sorry I picked Jujubee. Or do you actually think she changed her mind? I think it definitely hit something in Jimbo, which we're going to see manifest later on, where it's like the game is now in play and now it's on the tables and it isn't about... But then again, Juju and Hole had the same track record. So I don't think there's anything wrong with this decision. But... Mm. Fan paves and all of that stuff—it's coming into play. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, I do still think that people are too scared to send GGB home. Which, again, we'll see a bit later. Mm. Um, so, this episode introduced the reading challenge for these queens. Uh, I mean, Pangina's never competed in this before, right? Because she's obviously the co-host of Thailand. What did you think of the queens' performances and their reads and their shades?
1: I mean, altogether, there were a lot of flops in flops. my eyes. it was flop central it was a floppity flop 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 i mean <laughs> it was a what it was a floppity flip flop 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 <laughs> um i think for me the biggest meal was bagger i mean the tone was really off for me mm. with bagger i think mo heart as well really struggled i think mo struggled the most out of everyone and she put on this
2: really weird voice like it was kind of like bag. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like, she was so like demure, yeah. and
1: we, that's not what we come to expect from Mo. So I I, I, <laughs> I was a bit confused by her decision. I think with reading challenges, it's just so, I, do you know what, it's the most awkward thing in my mind, because if it's not landing, mm-hmm. you are shrinking into a state of like, yeah. get me off this stage. And I think we saw that with a few queens, yeah. in my opinion. I did like Janie J K. Oh, yeah. You mentioned before in the podcast, episode one, I believe. Oh, you have the receipts! I've got the reference where you said she's the most shadiest queen or something like that. Yeah, she was voted most shadiest on Holland Caesar 1. So I definitely feel like we had that, like, flavour.
2: I actually take my favourite read, and I know B 1, and we'll talk about her in a second, because she is a shade queen. She is the best of the best. But my favourite was Jimbo's read to Pangina, which I wrote down worth work, because I don't want to get it wrong. Pangina, the only thing wider than your back is bagger's ass. And that smells better. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah. That, I really, I love that. What well, That is poetry at its finest.
2: And I like the way Jimbo <laughs> delivered it as well. Because you know, sometimes queens can do the whole, Pangina, oh, the only yeah. thing wa- <laughs> wider than your back. <laughs> oh
1: my God, that and she is... did it quite deadpan, which A I love. Deadpan. It's the Canadian in her. No, Jimbo, yeah. I can't remember on the top of my head what Juju said, but I mean, Juju is good... Mm-hmm. in general with reading and yeah. i think that's what
2: made juju win yeah just like mo says juju knows how to sh- read the house town she the library's open She studied well she's been in the library long enough i think she's been yeah. there for years Jeremy. and it's funny that i just mentioned that kind of when queens do that accent thing because um in season two she actually did the whole tie oh. and then yeah. this time round she was actually a bit more like which you know shows growth versatility versatility. yeah mm. okay we have to talk about and i apologize if i get heated at all during this portion of this but bagger mm. being an absolute brat mm. when B was assigned in the roles i'm sorry i was not happy watching this mm. i think mo said it right because she thinks she's the most famous woman in britain yeah she thinks she can get away with it
1: I think it was really toned up and a bit stupid. Like, I think if you are this juggernaut of Mm -hmm. like theatre and comedy queen, any role could be yours. You can make any role funny and excel in it. And I don't know. I just think there's something really stiff and awkward watching back. I have these like bratty moments. Yeah, it
2: it makes me feel uncomfortable. The thing, actually, yeah, that's the thing. I didn't actually feel like angry or like. Yeah, it was a bit annoying, but she made me feel uncomfortable
1: just for the other queens. Yeah. And what, you know when you watch someone, not self-destruct, but you know when you watch someone just really... No,
2: I think you hit the nail on the yeah, head right there. That, that was right. self-destruction.
1: It's that, and it's like, it's wrapped in a level of delusion where you just don't know how you're coming across. Delusion, you
2: want... convince yourself, mm-hmm. Jinx Monsoon, 2013. That's the, oh, reference. Reference, that's mm-hmm. exactly, that's exactly right. And one thing that... Frustrating as well. Tracy Fatberg is who she has, so obviously a play on Tracy Turnblad from Hairspray. How can
1: you think that role's boring? Yeah, I mean, I would get a Bagger landed Meryl Streep, and it was very out of yeah the characterization of Bagger. But when Bagger was on that stage as what's Tracy Tracy Fatberg, (laughs) I mean,
2: (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, it's just so stupid. I'm like
1: Bagger, why are you complaining? Because this is very much in your wheelhouse. And Liza, oh god! I just think the thing is, I don't see Liza for backer either. So no,
2: like, she said she performs on stage. It's like I've never seen pictures or video of her as well, Liza, so I, I can't seen. comment.
1: But mm. if you're known for doing that, then kind of push yourself, babe. Yeah, and also don't say to Juju, "Oh, I'm happy with whatever role yeah. you take thing," and then when Juju does assign it then get and then when she was like on the side being like jujus in my bad books or she marked her No, she said something like oh the only
2: people I like here or trust are you know she was speaking to Jimbo you and Blue which I felt was a bit a bit oh she said she didn't have time for them or she said something and that rubbed me up the wrong way following on from her kind of tantrum last week mm. about not making a dress I just uh, she's not having a good few weeks
1: I think yeah I totally agree and I think also this week Obviously, like we see an edit, but with the queens all kind of saying to her like, "What is going on? Like you're bringing mm-hmm. the morale down." I think that energy and mindset could be so draining. And oh god,
2: yeah,
1: I bet she puts them all on eggshells, which I just don't think is a good no, thing, uh, bagger. Yeah, it's just there's a bit of entitlement. Yeah, that. but also, I'm, okay, I'm going to be really controversial. I think do it. I mean, is Bagger really the queen of Drag Race UK now that we have Bimini and the likes of Taste and A mm-hmm. Like, well, it, I don't, I don't think. She, I mean, again, no shade to Bagger, but I
2: don't think I personally don't think she is the the fan favorite of Drag Race. I UK don't anyway. think she is,
1: and also I don't think she has. I don't think she has that fire and energy and aura about her to be a fan favorite. So all this confidence is just coming across as arrogant.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it, it does sound like we've really kind of thrown back under the bus here, but I think at the moment, I think we're just speaking, you know, from watching current season one, we saw this really lovable, amazing, talented queen. Mm. And this time around, it does seem like the fame's gone to our head.
1: Um, yeah. And also I think when they did pull her up about it in Untucked, again I just in my head not thinking the worst of her, but I just don't think any of this is like sinking in or yeah. I think it's one of those things where she will have to watch this show back and then maybe um, learn a thing or two we were yeah. rooting for you Bagger <laughs> For you, <laughs> <laughs> wait. Well, how does Kamara? Do, <laughs> we were rooting for you, <laughs> for, for you. <laughs> but
2: anyway, anyway, um, let's
1: push <clears throat> the bag aside because yeah. we got more on the agenda.
2: That brings us on to the performances. Loved, loved, loved this whole thing. I think Pangina opening the show is Whittle Orphan Fanny, mm. which I su- yeah it was Annie, right? Annie, 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 the ginger child, the
1: ginger child.
2: I think she. Oh,
1: smashed oh, it. God. Absolutely smashed so the goddamn thing. I think, do you know what? Like, I've, I've never seen method acting like that <laughs> on the main stage. Like, I think, I was convinced this was a 60-year-old. Yeah. What's the word? Not has been. Oh, but... no, they,
2: they used the word up uh, OAP. OAP.
1: Really peaked at the age of six. Is OAP
2: a... Now a rude term to
1: you. No, it's an old age pension. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. D- do we refrain? Elderly. Elderly.
2: Elderly. Old.
1: Yeah. Old. Dying. Dying. <laughs> I think for me, Pangina was top notch. I think Meryl for me was actually oh! Janie Jacquet.
2: So good. Okay, I actually did worry for Janie because I thought she was going to go a similar Route to catch you doing Princess Diana and All Stars 2 because oh. Diana and Meryl, bless them both, they're incredible people, love you both, love them, but they're not highly entertaining. Mm. So I thought she was going to struggle, mm. but because she was kind of Meryl as mm. insert
1: character's name here from Mamma Mia Donna, Donna, <gasps> Mama Donna. Do you know what? Okay, the two points Jonathan Bailey. Oh, We're not I'm even m- talking about no, Jonathan no, Bailey yet, but me, let's, let's talk about him a bit. No, no, it no, will circle back. Okay. So what? What a vision. <laughs> what a <Spot> vision. vision. <laughs> but when I was watching Janie, it was the hands in the pockets of me. Oh, yeah. It it's... was that weird yeah. little touch. And yeah. when Jonathan said it, I was like, oh, God, Jonathan, you are reading my mind.
2: Can you please uh, confirm whether or
1: not you fancy Jonathan Bailey? I can't confirm or deny. Uh, Jonathan, if you uh, listen
2: to this <laughs> podcast, I want Umar Sawa. just
1: did. But I think, yeah, I think the top two were really i think really deserved like i think amazing yeah Yeah.
2: but jimbo as dodo the dog did not do did not do well you think jimbo being a dog being a dog after that batshit crazy clown performance in week one you think this would be in her wheelhouse but i think like michelle said she barely did anything on the stage yeah
1: but the thing is also with jimbo i think it's really interesting because you have this like image of jimbo being this like really confident puts other people on edge and other people on their toes and like is really in control and i think when i was watching dodo the dog from the basket in front of the mouth and, oh like, the, yeah that was the awkward difference. grin and yeah kind of really not making eye contact with the judges because i think they probably didn't know the words as clearly as uh, mm. the other queens i feel like when jimbo is off they are really
2: off. oh so off like with that lip syncs are yeah, really off really off. so i feel like jimbo absolutely deserved the bottom two this week however i did not think that juju deserved her place there i mean her lies that obviously wasn't the best lies we've ever seen on drag race alexis mm. michelle did an incredible one on snatch game but i feel like i didn't see juju in that performance i saw a very different face and a very different mm. individual on that stage i feel like she really tried it
1: i agree i think mo Hart maybe was a little bit more deserving no one. bagger Come oh on. no yeah sorry yeah that's how much irritates me that i like, think you've forgotten it. the whole forgotten point. it okay yeah true but i do think quick note juju's main look on the main stage again it was just really subpar so maybe it's a balance mm. ratio thing maybe. but yeah bagger should have really
2: she didn't try I feel like she didn't try. Like, you could see in her face. You could see in her face. I didn't want this role. I didn't want this role.
1: Yeah. I deserved a different role. But then also, like that's a credit to Bagger, where it's like, if you just tapped into your confidence and your performance skills, where you can literally give, like, 30% of your energy and still be safe and Mm. give something funny, like, maximize that. Use that. Like, really, you know, be positive about it. But I think it's just sour grapes.
2: Yeah. Okay, that brings us on to the Lip Sync Showdown, which I think was probably the best lip sync showdown mm-hmm. of the season. Oh so, my God. Yeah. Oh, God, I love this song. So it was obviously Pangina versus Janie, yeah. uh, deserved, and Jimbo and Juju in the bottom. So the song...
1: Do you want to sing it for me, Uma? Um, no. Please. Um, No. The thing is, I... Do you know what? I find these songs quite triggering. What? Because I love... the singer boys. Yeah, but I just think all that, like... Millennial Euro trash music. It's just, iconic. It's iconic, but I find it triggering because I can't really dance to it. And I just. Oh, no you don't need to know choreo. I know. You don't need to be beyond it. It just screams white culture. <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah. Like, I don't know if it's. I don't think it's much. I, I
2: think there's some diverse members in Venga Boys, actually. Okay, well, I'll take that back.
1: Fuck it. Back. What, where's your butt lens?
2: I love Butlins. That's what I mean. I've never been, but I love like the whole culture of it. Well,
1: obviously we're both not white, so we can't speak on white culture. But, But, you know what I mean?
2: We don't want to be sued by fucking Butlins Okay, yeah,
1: true. On the whole, do you know what? Now, watching that lip sync, I actually am a fan of Euro Trash Music. Oh, it was so good! I think, I think literally, Everybody's jumping. I literally...
2: Disco, bad, bad,
1: Oh my God! So we're looking at yeah, we're currently looking at a picture of the finger boys. We're looking at a picture of the finger boys. Is it giving? I think it's giving iconic. Is it giving? It's giving um, amazing. Well, the thing is, it's I beautiful. I think Panchina voking the house down oh. to a. I just think it was. I think it was honestly. I do think Pangina ate
2: Janie up. I do, but yeah. I appreciated Janie's really like campy moves, like just
1: flapping her arms like it a was, fucking it duck. Was, yeah, it was like the hand shuffle. <laughs> just, also, Janie looked beautiful. Oh yeah,
2: she did. I mean, they both did. Loved it.
1: But I just, I what what can't <laughs> Pangina do? She can, she can do all. What she can can't do all. she do? Gag, gag. Oh. Pangina wins. Not a gag
2: understood yeah but pangina chooses to eliminate jimbo is the season over rumour what do you think the front runner for the crown i would say arguably the two front runners are pangina and jimbo and i saw them there in that final now Uh, jimbo's gone
1: the thing is what we said at the beginning of the podcast manifesting basically the queens did what they were blaming jimbo for doing at the beginning of the episode where it's like you're not Focusing on mm-hmm. track record, blah blah blah, yep. and then well, basically Jimbo's been top two, so it's kind of like well, now it's just descended yep. into chaos where there is no strategy, there is no friend, there's uh, no yeah, sisterhood.
2: Yeah, I mean this harkens,
1: harkens harkens
2: back to the fall of Manila Luzon and All Stars Four, in my opinion. I feel like I bring up Manila on, a lot, but this really did remind me of that. I mean, Jimbo first two episodes one third episode in the bottom gone that has never happened before that's never ever happened and yeah we've only got six episodes so it's you know but what the
1: fuck Uh, what the fuck what the fuck that's all i have to say what the fuck but then i uh, it's then it's just yeah it's i'm just mourning i'm mourning but then it's just one of those things isn't it it's just competition brings out that's why i'm like high key scared for Pangina, but i'm like (laughs) Don't. these queens ain't going to play fair. They're going to be messy. They're going to knock out the competition. They don't care about the viewing yeah. public and what we want to see. Mm-hmm. They just want that repeat about Can
2: we also talk just, just for a second as well about how the US and UK queens are just not living up to expectations and the international queens, queens who have been on a roo
1: season before, are slaying it. Mm. Did, I didn't expect this. Well, I think the international queens have an advantage because it's like, it feels fresh. Yeah,
2: but then US and UK are the two biggest franchises. So you just expect that viewers will be on their side. But viewers are actually not on this. Mm. After looking on the Twitter. Mm. Yeah. Guys, if you like listening to me and Umar chat absolute shit on Snatched, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review.
1: And that's right, guys, because every star that you leave, a drag queen gets her wings. So (laughs) click those buttons. Every star helps. So get your phones out, open your podcast app, hit subscribe. It only takes two seconds. What are you waiting for? In the words of Gwen Stefani, what are you waiting for? Well, speaking of Twitter and reactions and opinions yeah, and questions and questionnaires. question Questions, questions, question. Time for questions from the viewers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me with caller number one. Okay, caller number one. Hello?
2: <phone rings> Mariam from Lewisham. Hi, Mariam. She asks, how is blue safe every week? I'm not sure if this is a read or if Mariam is in love with Blue and wants her to be top. But I kind of agree with you a little bit, Mariam. I actually think Blue deserved to be safe first two weeks. But this week,
1: I think she easily could have placed in the top for Mm. me, the top two. Because you've said the whole horny shtick gets old very quick. But I do think Blue's runway look was gorge. (sighs) Absolutely stunned. And I do think she really did carry that um, Maria von Trapp thing and it was funny i think yeah. it was funny i think it's a tricky one because we always say it, who is blue do we really know them as mm. like they're good they pass the assignment but extra credit do we yeah. get it do you know what I mean?
2: yeah i still feel at this point even though blue opened up last week about their gender identity which is beautiful i still feel like all i know about blue is that she's irish and horny
1: yeah
2: but what i will say is i feel like she is bringing the runways this season Uh she might be the fashion
1: (laughs) no i think we've got um pangina for that (laughs) yeah well
2: we'll talk about the runways in a little bit Mm -hmm. um
1: thank you Marian, for your question thank you so much
2: next one caller number two lottie from macedonia oh my
1: god very eurovision yes macedonia
2: macedonia
1: (laughs) hey hey Lottie girl i hope we get someone from azerbaijan I love, that I, love that.
2: I love that word. <laughs> I love
1: it. I love saying it. It sounds like a spell. Okay, let's but anyway, go. anyway,
2: Lottie asks, what the fuck is going on? And Lottie to that. I don't know what to
1: say. It, yeah. Because
2: also, yeah, what WTF.
1: What the fuck's going on?
2: The judging is just a bit diabolical. I really feel like there has been favoritism towards Bagger Chips. I do feel like Bagger was more deserving of a bottom two placement in all three weeks so far than mm. some of the other queens. I think Lemon didn't deserve to be there. Uh, Cheryl didn't deserve to be there. And Juju didn't deserve to be there this mm. week. I feel like Bagger was always there. and
1: It's one of those things that I think with Bagger, like, I think, again, it changes when it's All-Stars and, like, returning queens. Because in any other normal season, that messiness of the of the workroom and her being a brat and being difficult... work with that would have been brought to the main stage Mm -hmm. and i think that would have tipped the judges perspective and outcome so i think because everyone's been stum the judges are seeing bagger playing ball yeah whereas we don't know what's to come so maybe that behind the curtain shit will come to the fun
2: what i will say is and i know we've kind of dumped a little bit on bagger this episode i want to personally thank bagger chips for giving us some great entertainment because without a strop you know there would have been an a little less drama this episode. And we watched this show for the drama, the Conflama, all of it. So thank you, Bagger. Thank you. Finally, caller number three, Reese from San Diego asks, how do you think this season will pan out now the frontrunner has gone home?
1: Well, I... Oh. The thing is, we know through story, when the heavyweights are knocked out, mm-hmm. the season does fizzle. a little and I don't want to and that's not a reflection of any queen because I am enjoying all of them and all of them are fab but in terms of like the conflicts and the spark it dies it fizzles yeah oh (sighs) Oh, that yeah, sounds. No, I really want the spark want to will s- never fizzle between us, though. No, never, <laughs> <laughs> no, unless you betray. Oh my god! No, well, that's <laughs> the thing. You give me Jimbo vibe, <laughs> and the thing is, Jimbo's. Can we just talk about Jimbo's exit? Because I feel oh like. Oh my god! It was it was emotional but very sinister. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It, my favorite part about it all was Michelle. I'm talking about you. <laughs> that bit
2: was like it was just funny up until that point. But it then when she like, said <laughs> that. <laughs> Um, That was comedy.
1: It was comedy. I think RuPaul was like, no, come back, come back. (laughs) Um, But also the lipstick (laughs) message was very Pretty Little Liars. What did it say again? It said, my name is Pangina and I'm stupid. No! (gasps) But it was very, Jimbo has that energy of like, (laughs) I would be scared around Jimbo.
2: Yeah she is a clown she is how- a killer clown a killer drag drag clown
1: good luck in your interview <laughs> oh thank you i'm really i'm really looking forward to it I'm really no i'm it. i'm looking forward to hearing later on what jimbo has to say thank you for your kindness
2: as per if you have any questions for me and umar head to our instagram stories every tuesday at 10 p.m after each episode of drag race uk versus the world
1: umar what time is it it's time to hit the runway to
2: hit and you're runway. gonna ask that
1: dreaded question
2: yeah, yeah. So, as oh. fashion editor, how would you have executed this theme? Oh, okay. So, I forgot to intro this. The theme this week was
1: dots, 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 dots. How would you have? Well, this? the thing is, I've been thinking about this, and I don't know if it's like that groundbreaking, but I think I would do a really high fashion, elevated version of Mr. Blobby. <laughs> <laughs> like I would, I think I would skin oh, Mr. Well. Blobby alive. Like a Cruella Deville oh, my ensemble, Lord. but from Mr. Blobby's skin.
2: Oh my God. Fact for you here. When I was younger, Mr. Blobby used to be like my enemy. I used to fear him. <gasps> oh, he's I, chaos. Like, I, like when I was younger, the two people I would always be scared of were Michael Myers from Halloween <laughs> and Mr. Blobby. He is absolutely fucking terrifying if he's, you think about it.
1: But also, he's, he's really annoying. Oh, but he's such a twat. Like, have you seen him on Harry Hill where... Oh, we're going on time. Oh god! But yeah, I met Mr. Blobby back in the nineties days. He would literally go to supermarkets. and course, absolute ruckus. I'm sorry, I literally misheard
2: you. Then I thought you said I met Mr. Blobby back in the nineties <laughs> and we went to supermarkets.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. We go way back. That's why I want to kill the bitch and skin her. Uh, oh my god. But- I think that would be quite awesome. I, I, I like that. I, I, really, like I that. really do my research this week.
2: Yeah, uh, okay. Because you, you know I'm coming with the questions yeah, now.
1: God, I hate that question.
2: But, um, <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Blobby. Uh, oh, what an absolute bell end.
1: What, what an icon. Oh, no, I don't uh, like him. But anyway, enough about Mr. Blobby and more yeah. about passion. I think on the whole, no one really tanked for me. I think Blue looks phenomenal. Oh, the best by far for me. Phenomenal. Just, that was Drag. I think it was such a polished look. I think Jimbo, we spoke a lot about Jimbo this episode, but Jimbo, again, holding that pose and arms out. That's cardio. Um, (laughs) But I think really, um, really great references from Jimbo. I agree with, I don't know who said it. Maybe it was Graham or something, but Janie Jacquet's silhouette could have been a little bit more elevated for me, but she still looks
2: stunning. Yeah, I loved it all, but it got a bit, I, I think the skirt was a bit too long, maybe? I think maybe if it was shorter, it would have been sexier. And, and
1: cut the drapey sleeves off, I think. Oh, I actually like the drapey. I like oh, okay.
2: But I agree. She head to toe, uh, she looked absolutely stunning, but it just c- felt a bit mature mm. with the, the length of mm. the garment. Yeah. Very yeah.
1: elderly. I think Moha looked i got mo hart's reference and it was fun and campy again needs a little bit more polishing oh
2: no i loved it i
1: really got sully i uh, got yeah, it straight away
2: i did and i, I love Monster inc
1: well great <laughs> um well <laughs> so um creepy. i think the only person that really underwhelmed me was bagger
2: but then again we dragged back oh the god yeah no i actually love
1: bagger as a, I think she's an incredible... You're scared I, of the interview, that's why. I'm not... bit. Yeah. I'm not I'm You're scared. scared. Bagger's going to
2: get you. Oh, she does not listen to <laughs> Snatch. Imagine, though, she's oh. like, I've heard everything you've been saying about me on Snatch. I, to. I will
1: cool.
2: include it in the Snatch episode. Don't yeah. worry, guys, you can go. hear the whole beef. Go
1: for it. You're <laughs> like, I'm gonna go back, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, but, I think polka dotty e dot on the whole, yeah, great. I actually what? still think Bagger look cute, actually. And th- this yeah. sounds like me actually now go well, back on Bagger it. was actually quite blobby Yes, to be honest. Yeah
2: I think it's actually a very solid runway, but compared to some of the other queens, I think she could have stepped up a bit more. Jujube got red for filth though for her outfit when she came out, I actually thought, whoa, this is one of Jujube's best looks ever. But then when Michelle did say, oh, it's just a bunch of snakes yeah. kind of put on a on a top, I kind but, of thought
1: that. girl, can you really say that when like we've seen Club Kid, like look at Bosco right? on mm. season one, like that, that club kid, horns and like snaky materials, PVC. Like we've seen club kids. Yeah. Done. So much. And the thing is with Juju, I'm just a bit like, at this point, you're a veteran. You should have resources. Like You should have friends who can make you things or brainstorm with you. You don't have to have the eye. You don't have to be a stylist or a seamstress, mm. but ha- surround yourself with like queer creativity. Yeah. Um, but also,
2: let's just put it out there again as well. It's important to note that we are in the middle of a pandemic, you know, the queens sometimes are, you know, they don't have access to all the resources possible. And obviously, Jujubee has just been on a drag race season. So maybe it was Uh, more difficult for her to get access to... Oh, now I feel like a bitch. No, no, don't. I think... (laughs) Yeah, I think... Yeah, true. Yeah, it's just important to note that these queens are working their motherfucking asses off and they are giving us incredible runways and performances. And even though we're sat here critiquing them, we're just doing it as viewers and fans and we love all of them. And this is my very loving moment of the episode and it's done. Love that. Okay. Tell me, who left you slain the most? One name.
1: <sighs> Pangina. You literally just said, I know. I, I just, that's a plot twist. Oh, God. I'm Capricorn Dotty. Energy. I'm Dotty. You're Dotty. My thoughts are all dotted over <laughs> But basically, Pendina, out of all of the assessment, Pangina took the win for me.
2: Oh, Okay. I feel like her own way wasn't my favorite. Um, Blue still takes up for me, but yeah, she was solid throughout. Do you know
1: what I was thinking about all this challenge, right? So you know that Queen Rocker who had all those balls on them and then got eliminated. They make up Trixie Metal and them have the same Rocker. I can't. I don't know the last name. Oh, Rockem Sakura. Yeah. Rockem Sakura. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i thought you meant they were a rocker queen like they were like they no were. <laughs> sorry okay, i couldn't yeah, yeah. get the name out so you remember when they got eliminated had all those fuzzy balls on them oh my god yeah i think i was thinking i was thinking of that i was thinking of them
2: yeah, but that look got red for obviously you do more polished. Mm. yeah who left you the most disappointed oh bagger oh i thought you were gonna say juju
1: actually no juju because the thing is, it's hard because I feel like sometimes when you talk about the main characters of the episode, when it comes to Runway, you want to talk about other people and give them a moment. But yeah, Juju. This is not RuPaul's best friend. Okay, face. yeah. Juju, really.
2: Oh, sorry to say it, girl. But, yeah, we love mm. you, Juju. We love you, bagger. We love you all. But, but these are our Come papers. on
1: now. And you just got to deal with it. <laughs> love it. Uma. Yes. Are you ready for Jimbo? Oh, God, is anyone ever ready for Jimbo? Oh, you I, be ready. I'm ready, but I'm scared, nervous, excited, elated. It's so many emotions. Okay. Best of luck, and I hope you survive the interview. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, continue listening to hear
2: the drag clown's thoughts on her controversial departure and who she would have impersonated on Snatch Game. Keep listening, it's iconic.
1: Ooh.
2: Jimbo, I have to say, your exit last night was even more iconic
0: than your exit on Candace Drag
2: Race. I was howling, howling. Ah!
0: Me too, and I meant every word of it. I'm gonna get that bitch and her little dog.
2: (laughs) With two consecutive wins under your belt, your elimination is honestly one of the most shocking eliminations ever. At the time, how did you feel being chopped from the competition at the halfway point when you were
0: killing it. I kind of likened it to like being in a race car. You're racing. You're in the lead. You're having fun. And then some other fuckwad pulls the emergency brake and you just get out and crash. So that's basically what happened. It was a great big giant car crash train wreck. And I was just tossed to the side and left to die. Yeah. So that's how that
2: felt. Perfect analogy. I think everyone on social media felt the same way. I mean, there was so much controversy online and a lot of people have now expressed how they no longer want the queens to have the power of elimination because all the fan favorites are kind of getting the chop. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think it should go back to lip syncing for your life? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it's a bit of a cop out. I honestly do. It's like Rue and the judges have one job to do. And it's more than just like eating snacks and making jokes Mm -hmm. and sitting there in their outfits. So it's like we are already bringing all of our own looks that we bought and paid for. We are the ones learning how to dance. We are the ones under the hot, bright lights working for hours at a time. They literally saunter in at the end of the day after we've done everything and they sit there, they crack a few bad jokes, they eat a snack, and then they go back to their hotel. And it's like, "Mm, I'm not the boss around here, but I'm pretty sure if you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. And if you've got time to be mean, then you've got time to do your fucking job and judge these hosts, so that I don't get sent home by some bitch. Whoops. I mean, my friend that I love so much. Please don't send Mangina hate. She is a glorious, glorious creature that deserves only love and one day of sun a year. Yeah.
2: Now, I'm glad you've jumped to Pangina's defense because, obviously, she's getting a lot of hate thrown her way again. So what would you... It is, it's not nice. No, no, it's horrible. What would you say to fans of yours, hardcore Jimbo stands, um, who are behind some of these inexcusable comments? What would you say to them?
0: I would say that drag is all about a sense of humor, life. If you don't laugh, you're going to cry. And if you're crying, you're probably not looking cute. <laughs> So I would say laugh. Laughter is the best medicine. Jokes are, you know, the best prescription. So write yourself a prescription for a big fat joke and have a laugh. And don't take things too seriously. Pangina is literally a human being. I know it's hard to believe, but she actually (laughs) is. And she has a feeling. I think it's in her left foot. And we have to be careful with that feeling. We have to cherish that feeling because... You know, she deserves everything and she doesn't deserve any hate or any ill will. And so my message to my fans is the same messages that the fans are receiving from everywhere. And that's don't hate, celebrate. And there is no time. Like hating makes you wrinkled. Hating makes you ugly. Hating makes you nasty. So why not just spread love? Why not send Pangina some false accolades why not send her a joke why not say you know hey i actually really like you but be crossing your fingers yeah that's easy
2: yeah this episode there was a bit of not hate thrown your way but there was a bit of negativity when it was when it came out that you were trying to form alliances with the queens um and when watching previous seasons of all stars I don't blame you because number of challenge wins doesn't matter with this format. It's actually all about alliances. So were you surprised at their reactions?
0: You know what? I was. I am surprised. I'm surprised, A, that they aren't more funny in general, (laughs) and then B, that they can't take a freaking joke, and that C, they're all acting like we're supposed to be there around a campfire like we're a bunch of girl guys tying each other's shoes and brushing each other's hair and sharing our sandwiches because our moms forgot to pack us lunch and it's like no this is a competition bitch and I love you and we're all friends but it's a freaking game hello and I was playing the game so I guess they you know wanted me to Just all of a sudden, Juju has been on the show forever. Everyone loves Juju, so protect Juju at all costs. And it's like, well, actually, I wanted to give Cheryl a chance because she's an underdog like me. We're both underdogs. (laughs) And so I wanted to take my time to help save her. And, you know, I felt really bad pulling juju's lipstick because you'd feel bad pulling anyone's lipstick there's no one's lipstick that you're going to pull in that room of such a small amount of people and just be like yeah this feels great everyone's going to be sad everyone's going to hate it but I just wish the other girls were just had a bit more of a sense of humor and weren't so offended like everyone's like oh oh okay oh so you pulled her lipstick it's like bitch there's two of them okay there's only two yeah. you have to pull one that's a 50-50 chance that you're going to be pulling a lipstick yeah. well it's a 100% chance you're going to pull a lipstick and a 50-50 chance you're going to pull one with a name on it that's not the other name so it's like shut the hell up I'm not a mathematician but I know the odds are not there. or whatever
2: Yeah. and it's funny because even though the queens found your lipstick choices controversial it seems like everyone online agrees with your picks
0: Yeah, it's true. Well, it's 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 not true, but what's true is there are a bunch of stupid hoes, and so it's like (laughs) that's what really shines through. When you see the whole world go like "hello," then you go, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Stupid hoes don't know, and so what are you gonna do? They're my sisters. I love them. I've been guilty of being a stupid hoe too, and so no judgment, no hate. They um, obviously were hooked on hairspray like Vega.
2: <laughs> Watching this series, it's obvious how much RuPaul was obsessed with you. Seeing as how she's one of your idols and you didn't get judged by her the first time, what was this experience like for you?
0: This was an absolute dream come true and it was so exciting to be in the same room and you know be playing a game with Mama Ru and it was an epic dream come true. And my crown, I guess is, is just being my authentic self and having somebody that I love and admire, cherish that and help showcase that. And so it was just amazing. And I was so grateful. And I think that she just thought that I was stealing the show. And so she was like, um, we need to make room for my favorites. And so, you're kind of taking up all the airtime when the favourites are just sitting around. Mm -hmm. So we have to get rid of you so that the favourites can do what they're doing and have it seem more important.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the reasons why she took to you especially is because the first time she really kind of saw you was with your clown, ham-assisted performance, which can I just say right now, that is without a doubt my favourite Drag Race moment in history. It was bonkers. It was brilliant. It was... It was just the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. Um, Please, can you talk me through the inspiration behind the performance as well as the meaning behind the ham?
0: Well, I'm a clown by training, and it's also my understanding of performance and my connection to my audience. And as a drag in the classic sense there isn't always a lot of room to really showcase my clown and my other characters because a lot of drag revolves around presenting um, especially on RuPaul's Drag Race presenting in a feminine way and so I used the talent show as my gateway to showcase something that I wasn't going to be able to showcase otherwise which is my weird and wacky wonderful clown itself. Mm-hmm. so I used my character Casper the girl That I had (laughs) performed before in my town of Victoria, and I had received a lot of love, a lot of people really enjoying that character, living for that character. And so I thought, you know what, this is the one that I'm gonna show Root First. I might be back to Clown another time, you never know, I would do a different one. And I really wanted to do a number based on my fear, which is. What if I don't have any talent? What if I go to this talent show? What if my dreams come true and I'm on the world stage in my dream and I have no talent? And I was like, oh, well, I feel like that's the universal feeling that everybody has. What if I'm not enough? What if I don't bring it? What if I'm not the best? What if I'm not the best version of myself in that moment? And so I wanted to really speak to that in a clever way and to show that the talent is always deep inside It doesn't always have to be a stack of bologna you've been sitting on for two hours, falling out of your mangina, Mm -hmm. but it could be something deep inside of you. The fact that you were eliminated before Snatch Game is homophobic, of
2: course. Your Joan Rivers is one of the all-time greats. So tell me, please, who would you have impersonated for your second round and why?
0: Um, I was going to let RuPaul choose in the workroom walk around, but I had brought um, Amy Sidaras. Yeah. I had brought Amy Zunas as Jerry Blank, and I had also brought Bobcat Goldthwaite, which is this um, comedian from the 80s mm-hmm. who had this really <coughs> erratic and crazy speech pattern, and he was very frenetic. He rubbed his hair a lot. And so it was going to be um, a lot of like physical comedy as well as um, some vocal effects and um it was gonna be really funny i had some really funny things up my sleeve i had brought a taxidermy turtle named shelly all the way across multiple borders shelly was going to be a hit shelly this was going to be shelly's moment shelly my pet turtle who i love so much where is shelly oh my god i realized i haven't seen shelly in a while now (laughs) she's probably fine sam
2: Next week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world, the six remaining contestants will
1: play
2: uh, the Snatch Game. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Umar, give me just a couple names you want to see on the Snatch Game before we head off.
1: Why do you always do these last minute quick witted questions? I'm
2: just not witty enough. Okay, I'll tell you mine. I want to see Catherine Tate. I want to see Jennifer Saunders. I want to see Joanna Lumley.
1: you thought about that. Okay. I always think about Snatch yeah, game well, and exactly. who I see. Well, that's the thing. That's the power of the questioner. But the, <laughs> a, but the answerer is just left a little bit dazzled one name anyone oh, uh, try so, history uh, anyone do it now oh my god I can't think of it Carrie Gatona it's the only thing that's coming in my mind because the lovely Katie Price will be joining us yeah. well not us but the drag family next week
2: well thank you Wow. Well, goodbye
0: goodbye hello I'm Jimbo and you're listening to Snatch available on iTunes iPads and wherever you get your Apple products and different podcasts from on the internet. Oh my God, when I shook these tits, a bucket of sweat just poured out the bottom. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God, she's a squirter. Oh my God, she's a squirter. Sam, if you would have seen what just came out the bottom of me. Jesus, grab a towel.